My name is Anton DiSclefani, and I am a writer in residence at Washington University in St. Louis. This is the opening to my novel, The Yonalasi Writing Camp for Girls, Chapter 1. I was 15 years old when my parents sent me away to the Yonalasi Writing Camp for Girls. The camp was located in Blowing Rock, North Carolina, concealed in the Blue Ridge Mountains. You could drive by the entrance and never see it, not unless you were looking, and carefully. My father missed it four times before I finally signaled that we had arrived. My father drove me from Florida to North Carolina. My parents did not trust me enough to let me ride the train alone. The last day we ascended into the upper reaches of the mountains, at which point our journey slowed considerably. The road looked half-made, narrow, and overgrown. It twisted and turned at sharp angles. My father spoke little when he drove. He believed one should always concentrate on the road ahead. He'd bought his first car, a Chrysler Roadster, five years earlier, in 1925, so an automobile was not a habit for him, but an innovation. We stopped in Atlanta on the first night, and after we checked into our hotel, my father told me to dress nicely. I wore my lavender silk dress with the dropped waist and rosette detailing. I carried my mother's mink stole, which I had taken despite mother's instructions not to do so. When I was a child, I was allowed to wear the stole on special occasions, Christmas dinner, Easter brunch, and I had come to think of the fur as mine. But now that I wore it on my own, it felt like a burden, an accessory too elegant for me. I felt young for the dress, though it was not the dress but my body that made me feel this way. My breasts were tender and new. I still carried myself in the furtive way of an immature girl. My father, in his gray pinstripe suit, didn't look much different than usual, except that he had tucked a lime green handkerchief in his coat pocket. Not the lime green of today, fluorescent and harsh. We didn't have colors like that then. No, I mean the true color of a lime, palely bright. At the entrance to the restaurant, I took my father's arm like my mother usually did, and he looked at me, startled. I smiled and tried not to cry. I still clung to the hope that perhaps my father would not leave me in North Carolina, that he had another plan for us. My eyes were swollen from two weeks of weeping, and I knew it pained my father to see anyone cry. The country was in the midst of the Great Depression, but my family had not suffered. My father was a physician, and people would always pay for their health. And there was family money besides, which my parents would come to depend on. But only after my father's patients were so poor they couldn't even offer him a token from the garden in exchange for his services. I saw all this after I came back from Yonalasi. The depression had meant something different to me when I left. I rarely ventured outside my home. We lived in a tiny town in central Florida, named after a dead Indian chief. It was unbearably hot in the summers, this in the days before air conditioning, and crisp and lovely in the winters. The winters were perfect, they made up for the summers. We rarely saw our neighbors, but I had all I needed right there. We had a thousand acres to ourselves, and sometimes I would leave with a packed lunch in the morning on Saucy, my pony, and return only as the sun was setting and time for dinner, without having seen a single person while riding. And then I thought of my twin, Sam. I had him most of all. This was a selection from the Yonalasi Writing Camp for Girls, read by its author, Anton DeSclefani. You can hear an interview with Anton as a part of the Hold That Thought podcast series, Retellings. The Yonalasi Writing Camp for Girls was released on June 4, 2013, by Riverhead Books. It is Anton's first novel.